The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Jesus said to his apostles, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who has sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink, because the little ones is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Or perhaps a better translation of the Greek, whoever finds his life will fully destroy it. Wow. Jesus is very serious about this. Why does finding yourself result in our destruction? And this is a seriously important question because many people today believe the opposite. In fact, that it's a moral imperative to find yourself express who you really are, 
to even reinvent yourself, to go on a journey of self-discovery, perhaps a never-ending journey, where the journey is itself the destination. But Jesus commands us to take a much different journey, with a well-defined end. Anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Wow. Jesus is really serious about this. Why does he warn us so strongly against trying to find our life? But before we get to the answer, it's important to stress that the advocates of finding yourself are not malicious or evil. They're, they're kind of like those doctors who used to prescribe smoking cigarettes as a cure for asthma. That is just very mistaken. In fact, finding yourself is actually very, very close to an activity that is crucial. Knowing yourself. So what's the difference? The difference is that knowing yourself is an act of humility whereas finding yourself is an act of pride. Knowing yourself is an act of humility because a key part of knowing ourselves is the realization that we don't actually see ourselves objectively. We don't actually see ourselves as we truly are. But out of pride, we can think the opposite. A proud person says, nobody can tell me who I am, who I should be. I can find myself. In fact, I can determine who I am by the force of my own will. Pride makes it impossible for us to know ourselves as we truly are. It's tempting to think, well, who knows me better than I know myself? Well, God, for one, because he knows everything, but even our friends and our family and even a, a therapist can see in us those things that we don't or can't see within ourselves, the things we don't want to see about ourselves. For example, we don't like to think of ourselves as sinners. And so when we try to find ourselves out of pride, we tend to turn our sins into virtues, things that should be celebrated. Imagine that one day you're walking down the street and there's a parade. Tons of people dressed in flashy and colorful clothes, lots of gold bling, expensive things. They all look really happy. They have signs that say, stop hating us for who we are. Don't judge. And you say, well, sounds reasonable, sounds good. But then there are more signs that say, we love money, and greed is good, and I am what I earn. And you realize it's a parade of billionaires who are celebrating their love of money. What would your reaction be? Would you say, well, love is love, so whatever you love, even if that's money, if that makes you happy, go for it. Or would you say, no, 
greed is bad. The love of money is the root of all evil. I can't support this. Now, sadly, this kind of thing is not too far-fetched, except that the parade isn't in our streets. It's a parade, rather, of mega-yachts in the Mediterranean where rich people glory in their riches and think that it defines them. Lately, some people have taken to justifying greed by calling it effective altruism. But greed is still wrong, no matter what you call it. And greed is not the only vice that one can mistakenly root one's identity in and so lead to problems. Jealousy can be called protectiveness when it's really just abuse. Gluttony is encouraged as body positivity. The desires for the flesh are called who I really am. And this is a problem because we are not defined by our desires. That is not who we are. Even good desires not define who we are. So if we can't find ourselves in our desires, even for good things like mother and father and brothers and sisters and wife and children and even our own life, what is our fundamental identity? What does Jesus say? As we heard right before the gospel, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You were called out of darkness into God's wonderful light. We are God's chosen children, those who have been called out of the darkness of sin into wonderful light. And this is amazing. This is a wonderfully good thing. But sadly, when we try to find ourselves in the satisfaction of our desires, we lose the possibility of seeing this identity of seeing the ways that sin actually hurts us, harms us. And far more importantly, we are unable to see the great goodness, God's mercy. Because who needs mercy if there's no sin? You can't eat, pray, love your way into humility. It doesn't work. Okay, so pride prevents us from being able to find ourselves but why is it so destructive? Why does Jesus say whoever finds his life will fully destroy it? Well, first, as St. Paul says to the Colossians, you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When we try to find ourselves by looking within ourselves, instead of looking in God, we're going to be doomed to fail. We're not going to find ourselves at all. In fact, instead, we will find our feelings and our desires, but ultimately, the satisfaction of our desires, even good ones, like for father and mother and wife and children and brother and sisters, even your own life, these can't truly satisfy us because we are made for more. And so we'll never be truly happy. We'll be eternally miserable. Secondly, when we find ourselves in our desires, when we identify with them, we start to destroy ourselves for their sake. Think of those who love to look beautiful, 
and they spend huge amounts of time and money on plastic surgery. And they keep doing that and doing that more and more and more until they finally look ridiculous. It's sad, but it happens. Or if you've seen the TV show Breaking Bad, that story of Walter White and how his desire to protect his family and to provide for them in his absence actually destroyed them and destroyed him. And this same thing is true for those who find their life in their, their identity in a desire for disordered bodily pleasure of all kinds, or in even a desire for a different type of body. For them, true self-giving love, love that is open to life, now becomes impossible. And so all relationships will therefore be incomplete, will always seem to be lacking something, and will fall apart. When we find our identity, not in the self-giving love of Jesus who gave up his body for us on the cross, we end up perpetually unhappy. And the statistics back this up. Now, don't think that this gives you or anyone the right to hate or discriminate against anyone because of their desires. No. I don't want anyone living here today to think that it's okay to judge or look down upon anyone because of their desires. As Jesus says, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And I have sinned. I have had disordered desires, so I do not throw stones. Instead, we are followers of Jesus precisely because we have experienced in ourselves the evil of sin, but also the great goodness of God's mercy. And we know the importance of his healing power of forgiveness, not condemnation. So don't judge or hate anyone, even stingy billionaires. Ultimately, Jesus, he ate with tax collectors and sinners. And he said, whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because he is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. So what are we to do? Reach out a helping hand. Like Jesus, gently speak the truth in love. Not ignoring sins, but healing them. Do not be afraid to say, whoever finds his life, loses it. Because we are not defined by our feelings or our desires, or a quest to find yourself. Do not be afraid to say our identity is not based upon our romantic preferences, nor even how we feel about our own bodies. Rather, our true fundamental identity, who we are, we are God's beloved children. And we cannot find happiness in any life but the one that he knows is good for us. And if you do this, amen I say to you, you will surely not lose your reward.